You are listening to the Vibrant Life Podcast, episode 64, New Year, Same You. The Vibrant Life. Hey you, happy new year and welcome back to the Vibrant Life Podcast. I'm Emily Romrell. Um, I hope you had a fabulous holiday season and that you are as psyched as I am for 2023. I had a great time over the holidays. I was able to be with my family playing games and making memories and life doesn't get much better than that. Also, the celebrations took a bit out of me, so... I've been taking it a bit easy this first week of the month, and that's been good too. (laughs) It's a lesson I've kind of been learning over the course of some time now, and there's no shame in resting when you need it, so got to kind of find the balance there. But it's also great to be able to do the things we love and with the people we love, so life is good all around. One thing I'm excited about this year is continuing with this podcast It's a genuine pleasure for me to reflect on how to live my best life and to invite you along the journey with me. And if you feel like you've benefited from the Vibrant Life podcast, I'd love for you to hit that subscribe button and even better, uh, leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you like to use. I'm all about living a vibrant life together and I really do appreciate all of your support so much. So thank you. Today, I want to give a different take on goals and resolutions. (laughs) Um, You know, that's the favorite topic of January. I think we can be pretty hard on ourselves if we're not careful, and we can beat ourselves up more uh, than maybe making positive changes in our lives if we're not careful. So um, I think most of us are familiar with the saying, New Year, New Year, (laughs) New Year, New You, a little tongue twister. Um, All the fitness industry people capitalize on that mindset this time of year also. But today I want to offer you the idea of embracing a new year and the same you. Here's the truth, my friends. You are a beautiful, worthy, special, and simply awe-inspiring person. You always have been and you always will be, no matter what mistakes you may have made or other circumstances in your life. We are often sold lies that because we make poor choices or because we don't stand out in the obvious ways of the world, that we are somehow less than what we should be. And I know I've fallen into that trap many times, but that is false with a capital F. (laughs) Um, Have you ever read or heard of the book by Max Lucado called You Are Special? It's one of my all-time favorites. It's been around for a while now. And I love it. It illustrates one of the points I really want to stress today. And I'll put a link to the book in the show notes if you're interested and want to check that out. But anyway, uh, the main character, Punchinello, lives in the town of Wimmickville. And they're these little puppet-like people. And the residents there give out stickers every day with gold stars going to Wimmicks who exhibit talent, intelligence, and beauty. And then gray dots are going to those who fall short, are ugly, or simply unexceptional, right? And with his body coated with many gray dots, Punchinello begins to feel worthless. Um, Until one day he goes to see 
Eli, the woodcarver, who is also his creator, and finds out that his value originates from a different place. And so in this just really charming children's story, uh, it's a reminder that God loves us unconditionally just the way we are. And that's what I want you to hear today, my friends. Whether you make resolutions or not, uh, you are a child of God, and as such, it's impossible to measure your measure your worth by standards imposed by the world or even by yourself. Also, as a child of God, your potential is virtually limitless. You are full of wonder and love and light, and you deserve to be happy. <laughs> and like magic, and the same as in the story, when you start to embrace the truthfulness of these things, then the labels from others or from your negative personal self-talk won't stick on you anymore. So check out You Are Special by Max Lucado. It's awesome. In today's episode, I'm here to challenge the idea that you need to find or create a so-called new you in order to achieve your dreams. Yes, I think we should be moving forward in our personal development journeys, but only because that's the way that true joy lies. It's in our natures to learn and to grow and to become, in the end, like our heavenly parents. But the trick is to realize that we are learning to shed off the things that are really not part of our true natures. The secret is embracing our highest selves. You're getting a lot of book talk from me today, and I love it because books are a passion of my heart. And one of the nearest and dearest series of books in my life is The Chronicles of Narnia. And I could talk for days about C.S. Lewis and what a genius he was. And all of his books are amazing. But for me, it all started when I was probably like eight or nine years old, probably. And I read the Narnia books through for the first time. And I love these stories so much. And um, I loved them so much that I even told them in my own words to my little brothers at bedtime. <laughs> so uh, my friendships with the stories of Narnia have lasted most of my lifetime. And in the fifth book, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, we get the story of Eustace Scrub, a boy whose name he almost deserved. <laughs> And up until his encounter with Aslan, Eustace is a kid you love to hate. He was conceited and haughty and generally obnoxious to everyone. Well, Eustace discovers a dragon's lair on an island that the group arrives on, and he's eager to get his hands on some treasure. He wears a gold, a gold bracelet and drifts off to sleep, and then when he wakes up, he's been transformed into a dragon. <laughs> and... Um, according to C.S. Lewis, sleeping on a dragon's hoard with greedy, dragonish thoughts in his heart, he had become a dragon himself. And this is, you know, a pretty on-the-nose metaphor, but, you know, he was so beastly in the beginning of the book that he kind of transforms into an outer expression of his, his inside self, right? Anyway, so Eustace briefly felt good about being a dragon. He was big and powerful. He was the biggest thing around, but he soon realizes that he was isolated from his companions and the rest of humanity, and he now feels a sense of loneliness that he hasn't really felt before and becomes determined 
to change. Well, eventually Aslan visits Eustace and takes him to a deep well that looks like a big round bath with marble steps going down into it. And uh, a little bit later after the experience, Edmund, who is one of the other main characters, hears the story. Eustace actually tells Edmund what happened. And according to Eustace, the water was so clear that Eustace believed that taking a bath would help relieve the pain in his leg from that gold bracelet, right, from, because it never came off that big dragon body. (laughs) And Aslan told him that before he could get into the water in the well, he had to first undress. Eustace discovers, however, that no matter how many dragon skins he sheds off, he's still a dragon. So I'm just going to read you a quick little snippet from the book here. Then the lion said, but I don't know if it spoke. You will have to let me undress you. I was afraid of his claws, I can tell you, but I was pretty nearly desperate now, so I just lay flat down on my back to let him do it. The very first tear he made was so deep, I thought it had gone right into my heart, and when he began pulling the skin off, it hurt worse anything than I've ever felt. The only thing that made me able to bear it was just the pleasure of feeling the stuff peel off. You know, if you've ever picked the scab off a sore place, it hurts like Billy. Oh, but it is such fun to see it coming away. (laughs) Well, he peeled that beastly stuff right off, and there I was, as smooth and soft as a peeled switch and smaller than I had been. And then he caught hold of me. I didn't like that much, for I was very tender underneath, now that I had no skin on, and he threw me into the water. It smarted like anything, but only for a moment. After that, it became perfectly delicious, and as soon as I started swimming and splashing, I found that all the pain had gone from my arm, and then I saw why. I turned into a boy again. So just a little snippet there from the Dawn Treader. And I love this story so much. I mean, all of the Narnia books. Just read them and soak them up. They're amazing. But in this particular story... I want to ask you guys, who was the real Eustace? Uh, Is it the annoying mean boy who wanted to make everyone as miserable as he was? Or is it the new undragoned boy who learned a painful lesson? I think we can probably agree it's the new boy, right? Here's another question for you. How did Eustace become mean in the first place? I don't believe he was born that way. And in fact, in the books, we learn that he went to a pretty awful school where he was bullied and therefore he became a bully himself. Also, his parents weren't very nurturing and you get the idea that there wasn't much tenderness for him at home. The miracle in this story happens when Aslan helps Eustace to shed his dragon skins or his old self and truly become his highest self again. He's restored to a point even before the boy he was when the story began. And this is our story here on Earth as well. We don't need to become someone new in order to reach our potential or to become our highest or best selves. We just need to remember who we are in the first place. So I hope we can all remember this as we move forward with our resolutions and our goals for 2023. Making good changes in our lives is great, and I'm all for that. 
but we need to be gentle with ourselves. In the story, Eustace sheds many skins himself before Aslan finally helps him transform completely. And we may have to make more than a few attempts in shedding our bad habits or negative thoughts as well. But as we make the effort, we will become more of who we truly are, even more so than before we started. So peeps, uh, don't fall into that misguided idea that you need a new you for the new year. Just be who you truly are deep down. I love you. I'm so happy to be back here with The Vibrant Life. I believe we all have bright things coming our way for this upcoming year. And uh, thanks for listening. Live the vibrant life.